0: regular regular features regular 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 features regular 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 features
1: regular features of show. hello and welcome to the regular features podcast the podcast that is exactly the same every week and like every week i am steve hogarty here to bring you some news from abroad <laughs> <laughs> and closer to home i hope yes because i haven't left my house <laughs> That's the voice of Log.
0: Hiya, I'm Log. You might know me as Log. I'm Log. Good day to you. And we're also joined by Joe.
2: Hello, I'm the secret boy in the corner of the room. How
0: are you boys doing? Oh, you know, it's, uh, it ain't easy being a landlord in this day and age. So I'm upbeat as fuck. <laughs> I've been.
2: I don't want to. I don't want to give away any of the, <laughs> the content of this podcast. But I'm considerably less happy than I was when we came in. <laughs> a lot of fucking downbeat stuff in this one. Enjoy yourselves, everyone.
0: Shut your <laughs> mouth. We did jokes amidst our own misery, you it was a
1: whimsy-fueled piece of shit.
0: <laughs> Look, I've got no problems in my life, and I feel
2: awful about it now.
1: <laughs> if you want to avoid the misery, you can cut off immediately after Joe's incredible feature, which is...
2: Oh, this week. Uh, oh, it's a return for the <laughs> incredibly popular and well-regarded Squash the Journey, my yearly return to an EA career mode.
0: And if you want to skip Joe's futile attempts to build a universe that no one cares about, you could jump straight ahead to my recent Pub Watch meeting, what I have scripted and we did perform.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm offering you a choose-your-own-adventure in which it's your job to scuttle around a building like a big mouse trying to avoid getting sacked. Joe, there seems to be a fly in your room. Is that because you stink? There's a a Daddy Longlegs
2: who (laughs) wants to do that mythical poison thing that Daddy Longlegs can apparently do to you. The most poisonous
0: animal in the world. All you've got to do is let it into you. Yeah. Mm. I might it's just got the smallest teeth in the world.
2: If I swallow it, maybe I'll have a feature good enough for you fucking miserable pricks next week when I'm in hospital.
0: <laughs> Live from the and A E. It's our dying friend Joe. <laughs> At a spider and died. His final words were now I win. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get on with the happy feature, I guess. <laughs> Features like you want to be, calling me all the time. I'm <laughs> my frissy bitches behind all other time. Regular features. Regular features. Regular features.
2: Oh! Boys. Yeah. It's
1: time yeah. of
2: year
0: again. Halloween again?
2: Nope, not oh. Halloween. Oh. The time of year when a new FIFA game comes out, and as such... A Man's Thoughts Turn to Squash. Remember Squash? (laughs) Oh, yes, Squash! The football with three walls. I can't believe that this will be the third actual year in which I've done a Squash the Journey feature. (laughs) Incredible. If you don't remember Squash the Journey...
0: (laughs) and Why would you?
2: (laughs) FIFA... (laughs) Because <laughs> it happens once a year and it's <laughs> nondescript. Uh, FIFA does or did uh, the journey mode, which was uh an <laughs> ill-advised move into like sort of a family drama played through the medium of football in a video game. Mm-hmm. And I thought, let's squash it. Um and then they got rid of FIFA the journey, and instead of taking that as a cue. I just kept doing it every year, and so this <laughs> is Squash the Journey, part three. Um, the main difference is this year, we've gone next gen, which means we have a new mode. It's co-op mode this year, so you will both be involved in different uh, situations. Uh, so first... Is there ray tracing? Uh, I'm just going to do...
0: I mean, I mean, is he in midfield?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not? Um <laughs> We're going to. So I'm just turning it on now, and uh, through the miracle of save transfer protocols, there is a a, a, like a comic book style recreation of the last two squash the journeys, which were squash the journey and squash the journey to dual nationality.
0: Um, God, I remember that. (laughs) I remember guessing the dual pun. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: And this will tell you all the choices you made along the way to get here. And for anyone who, for whatever reason, doesn't remember Squash the Journey, (laughs) we'll catch them right up on the surprisingly involved storyline. We see our hero Clive Nationality fighting against his status as an orphan to become a Squash genius. We see him destroy a relationship with his best friend Simon Simonman along the way, reject the help of Squash King Jonah Mr. Squash Barrington, and choose to wear a Dunlop polo shirt. Then, disaster. Decades later, Clive is poisoned by Simon Simonman, leading to a confrontation with his hated and dead dad, who disgustingly reveals that his squash racket that he used to play squash for all his years at the top of squash was in fact badminton racket. Clive dies in shock and is dragged to hell. And then in the second game, we see Clive losing a game of squash in the eighth circle of hell against his dad, even though his dad was literally just getting a gob job from a bad pope. (laughs) Clive's father curses him to use a pickleball racket, which is the worst racket sport, and tells him he's actually the half-brother of Simon Simonman, the very ex-friend that tried to unsuccessfully kill him dead with poison. Clive, enraged, beats up Satan, teleports to Earth, plays squash against a now-elderly Simon Simonman who plays squash from his gurney, and is killed by a squash ball to the temple. Simon, safely ensconced in hell, Clive goes to heaven where he finds his dead mum inside a giant ruby begging to be let out. He watches as his pickleball racket assisted shot bounces flimsily off of the jewel. He sees his mother drown in ruby juice. We see Clive sink to his feet and Jesus high five Kofi Annan as the screen fades to black. And then, in total silence, we see an austere title card appear. It reads Squash, colon, the journey, dash, three, semicolon, dual nationality, M dash, 2. Ellipsis <laughs> Doubles Troubles
0: <laughs> Can I Can I just clarify because I know these are choose your own adventure kind of games. Mm. Was, was that our personal save game? That was, was that your personal save?
2: save game. That's everything <laughs> okay. you did That was all your choices and outcomes. I don't want to come into this with default settings No, 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 no. That's your choices over the years. Now First step in this new uh, Doubles Troubles, Squash the Journey 3, one of you has to choose to play as the hero Clive Nationality, so if you want to discuss, I don't know which one of you wants to do which, who's Um, going to be
0: Clive? I I don't know, I think Steve's got just the pure, beautiful, young face of a hero, and I feel
1: like I'm the grizzled Rutger Hauer villain of this piece. (laughs) (laughs) steve do you want to I'll play always, clive i'll be i'll be clive nationality i did i wasn't aware that that's that that's how we made him in our custom clive builder
2: uh but, um, I I'll, do, I'll go with it it is worth remembering that at the point that we recommence he is an 83 year old man who is also a ghost <laughs> um mm, uh, that, that's mm. me yep yeah, yeah okay log that means you get to use the new character creator <laughs> Right. <laughs> oh, let shit. me talk you through this it's quite a new feature for squash the journey so don't Expect quite as many options as other creation systems, but I think you'll appreciate the freedom of choice that we now offer. So first you can pick a name.
0: Um, Slide it maximum. Maximum name.
2: Wait, no, we only, sorry, I should have said, Um, we only actually have two names. So
1: there's Jeremy or there's Graham. So we can't be slide it maximum. You
2: can't be slide it maximum, (laughs) which is a good name. You have to be Jeremy or Graham.
0: I'm going to be... Uh, um, Oh, Steve, do you want to help me with this? Sorry. uh, Well, I'm thinking Jeremy. Clive and Jeremy. Yeah, those two names go well together. I think we could co-op with that. Okay, cool.
2: Let me quickly do a find and replace in
0: my document. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Because I've written Jeremy slash Graham all the way through. (laughs) Jeremy, replace all. Superb. Right. Uh, And now you have to do the other thing. Oh, yeah, you have to pick uh, where you come from. So that's either Buntingford in Hertfordshire. Or my asshole.
0: Or Throcking in Hertfordshire. Um... I'm enthralled to Throcking. Yes, I remember that lovely advertising campaign from the 80s. Yes, I'm going to be Throcking. Thank you.
2: You're in thrall to Throcking. Okay, superb. Let quick find and replace. <laughs> um, It does
0: matter. Okay. I yep. knew you can't be expected to remember. No,
2: there we go. Done. Okay, so we've got Jeremy from Throcking. All right, let's begin. Chapter one. We see Clive Nationality, now a broken ghost, with nothing but a spectral Dunlop polo shirt and a pickleball racket to his name, wandering the earth listlessly. It's easy to forget that he died when he was 83 and is quite infirm, and that's what Clive's stuck looking like now, even though he's dead. A see-through old man with a head full of regrets and saggy old ghost balls that hang below his short's hemline. We see him float down a nondescript British high street and into a fully licensed branch of JD Sports. He heads mournfully for the squash section, the largest section of JD Sports that there is. A close-up of Clive shows us the power of next-generation hardware. Gone are the frostbite engine's struggles with mental knife teeth and bulging crazy eyes. Say hello to a high-fidelity, unnecessary sports game mode, where everything looks really great now. As Clive looks up at a wall full of squash rackets he'll never own, he remembers a career in squash. He remembers playing squash against Major Chris Headfield, the cool astronaut. He remembers playing squash against a Russian called Smashel the Rubioff to prove that Russians were all right. <laughs> and he remembers playing squash in a submarine. So many squish. A middle-aged shop worker approaches the ghost. The shop worker is incredibly nondescript, aside from the fact that his hands are massive. They're incredibly detailed, down to individual knuckle hairs rendered and animated and swaying in the cool air conditioning of a well-maintained JD sports outlet. It's almost as if the game artist was extremely proud of their work on making something look actually human in this engine, and then fucked it all up by making them too big so you'd notice. The fat-handed shop worker's name tag reads, Jeremy. Hello, I am Jeremy. I am our squash rep. How can I help you today? Clive replies, what an interesting accent. Where do you hail from, Jeremy? I am from Throcking in Hertfordshire. (laughs) That explains it. Throcking in Hertfordshire. That's also where I'm from. Yes. Thank you. Would you like any help with squash today? Clive player interaction. This is a choice only for Clive. Hmm. How do you react to Jeremy not realising that you are the ghost of squash genius Clive Nationality, that you beat the famous El Shorbergi brothers in their prime, and that they have named entire squash bags after you? Do you, A, calmly but sadly say that you are just looking at squash rackets that you can never hope to hold because of your fucked up dead dad's curse, or B, attempt to throw a box of Jonah Barrington branded squash knee guards over him?
0: Chuck a box of no, knee
2: guards. Chuck a box knee guards. I was
0: literally going to say exactly that, but not quite as rhythmically. <laughs> but I'm down with it.
2: Clive flings knee guards across the shop in fury and they tumble extremely realistically across Jeremy, with next gen collision detection making his big hands act like a fucked up flesh pachinko. Jeremy is shocked and appalled. I am shocked and appalled, he says. To think that Clive nationality has sunk so low. He knew who Clive was all along, but was being respectful. Chastened, Clive says, I'm sorry, it's just that I quite recently saw my dead mother drown in ruby juice in heaven and it really bummed me out because now she's dead twice. How can I make it up to you? Would you like to go for a walk? Jeremy nods and joins Clive's party. (coughs) (coughs) Ding.
1: Let's check his stats.
0: Investigate him.
2: Squash one. JD sports rep two. Jeremy three. <laughs> <laughs> Clive and Jeremy have walked for 35 35- Chapter two. Clive and Jeremy have walked for 35 minutes and become fast friends, which is demonstrated here by the fact that they are briefly shown buying a single baguette and eating it from both ends simultaneously while laughing. But halfway through the baguette, we see Clive's face drop and a thought bubble appear over his head. We see a flashback in the thought bubble to the last game when the bad Pope chuckled at Clive through a mouthful of Clive's dad. He's still not ready to feel quite better. Jeremy sees the distress on Clive's face And his eyes reflect determination He stops chewing the baguette And without removing the remains from his mouth Says "Where?" here Where, says Clive You're be- beginning <laughs> Says Jeremy Still oh, baguetting. <laughs> Clive floats 90 degrees to the left And is shocked to see his childhood squash court In Throcking in Hertfordshire He's so shocked that he forgets to keep his special ghost powers activated, goes intangible, and a bunch of lettuce falls out of where his ass should be. <laughs> this was the very court upon which he won the, the Amateur Regional Squash Teenage Entry National Trials, the ass Tents. The court where he humiliated his best friend Simon Simonman. The court where he met miniature Susie, his first love, who would go on to die in a bad fire abroad. Clive, says Jeremy, swinging open, oh wait, Clive, says Jeremy, swinging over the squash gates, it's time to play again, you and me. The swinging gates reveal two thin young men playing squash in street rules. No shirts, big rackets, bigger flair, and the biggest hands you've ever bloody seen, like those Japanese crabs that can crush dustbins, but made of ham. They turn in unison. thought of these voices who are you guys you come (laughs) to play us we'll show you all geezers what it's like to be squashed in a squash game
0: and the best thing is though you don't have to maintain any consistency with the voices no one expects it
2: (laughs) (laughs) Clive says but Jeremy all I've got is this shitting pickleball racket I can't do it yeah well yeah well I've got this cast me (laughs) wait Cost me a few squash yen, I can tell you. You squash yen.
0: Squash <laughs> yen. Yeah? yeah.
2: <laughs> Jeremy, pull- that's from the first game. If you'll remember, you could buy a Pret-a-Manger jacket with one, but you didn't because Log wouldn't pay me five pounds. I've listened to the actual recordings. <laughs> Jeremy pulls a sheathed squash racket out of a very long pocket. It's gleaming and gold and makes a humming noise like... A sort of lady's voice all the time. A voiceover of Clive, but with reverb to show you it's just in his head, says, Who are you, Jeremy? But there isn't time to work that out, because it's time for squash. Player interaction. <laughs> you will now play a game of double squash. Oh, How does let, it work? Let me remind you of the rules of double squash. <laughs> <laughs> I will play sounds through my phone. If you hear the word squash, the Jeremy player has to say squash back as fast as possible. If you hear the word pickleball, the Clive player must say pickleball back as fast as possible. Okay. If you hear any other noise, you must say nothing. If you say too, sorry, if you take too long to say squash or pickleball to a squash or a pickleball, the corresponding player is knocked out. If you say squash or pickleball to a non-squash or a non-pickleball noise, the corresponding player is also knocked out. If you squash or pickleball correctly for a set number of squashes or pickleballs to be decided by me, you win the squash and pickleball game. My God,
0: it's really simple, but I'm already panicking.
1: (laughs) This is the hardest thing we've ever done over Zoom. I
0: know, and also the delay
2: will... Effectively act as bad net code. So let's see how this goes. Okay. <clears throat> Who's ready?
0: To I play am double
2: squash. Remember, Jeremy, who is log, is log. That's pickleball. me. Yes, hello. And
0: I'm not no, pickleball. Uh, no, no, squash, I'm squash. Oh you fucking hell! What's up at the first hurdle? <laughs> we haven't even
1: started
0: yet. Clive is, Clive is pickleball. actually you Jeremy failed then, you failed then because you didn't say pickleball when he said pickleball. <laughs>
2: No, you'll know. All right? <laughs> okay. We'll start nice and slow. Here we go.
0: Squash. Squash.
2: Pickleball. 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 Squash. Squash. Square eyes. <laughs> Ruby juice. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Mother
1: pickleball pickleball
2: squash 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 pickleball pickleball squash squash pickleball pickleball squash. squash squash squeeze me gently <laughs> pick and mix <laughs> <laughs> pickleball
1: <bowl>. pickleball <sighs>
2: squash all The protagonist of Final Fantasy (laughs) VIII.
1: Squash. Squash. You win. (sighs) That was tense. My shoulders are legitimately really sore after that. I was clenched the entire time.
2: It's so much weirder when I can't see you do it. (laughs) And when it is naturally very delayed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You time the delays there. I was fucking on it. I'm at the top of my squash game right now. (laughs) This was very good. Right. So you won with neither
2: of you being knocked out, which means the older men make light work of the street boys with neither breaking a sweat. Jeremy shows unnatural prowess, his pert buttocks reminding Clive of someone. But who? Clive is about to say, Wait a squash ticking second. Who are you? (laughs) When Jeremy turns and says... You're ready. Fade to black. <laughs> Chapter three. Actual years later, Clive and Jeremy climb down a big ladder into the ninth circle of hell. The one that Dante says is specifically for treachery. It's the icy one where everyone's like, Whoa, this can't be hell. It's icy. That's mad. And the duo find their quarry sitting on top of, top of a big ice throne. It's Clive's father, the man he now knows as Biggles Wade Simonman, and his ex-best friend, now half-brother, Simon Simonman. Their hands have somehow gotten bigger in the intervening years, and they look fucking dumb. <laughs> Clive, you are too, you are pretty stupid to come back, says Clive's dad. Too right, dad, he's still got that fucking pickleball racket on your end, <laughs> says Simon Simonman. Clive has only just realised where they are because he's thick as two short planks. Jeremy, Jeremy, why are we here? Why must I see these men who I have beaten and or lost to at squash, depending on the save game? <laughs> Clive, I have not told you everything about me. Do you remember your first love, miniature Susie? Do you remember how you did a shag with her behind some leaves? She remembered. She never stopped talking about that shag, even after she was in that big foreign fire, even to me, her son, your <laughs> son. What? She made a promise to turn her fucked up old bones into this cool gold racket so that one day I could help you to squash again. I have lived my life as Jeremy Susie, but today, today I will hope you will accept me for who I truly am, Jeremy Nationality. Now, let's do a big squash to my granddad and half uncle's hell deck. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I recognized that arse, said Clive. You're related to Susie, all right? Let's do this, son. Player interaction. Double squash time. Ooh. Okay. okay. Father? <laughs> JD Sports. Pick and mix. <laughs> Pickleball.
1: Pickleball. Oh, that's close.
2: Pick your own adventure.
1: Pickleball. Pickleball.
2: Square badminton. <laughs> Square eyes. Squash. Squash. Badminton. Picture of a horse. <laughs> Squash. <laughs> Squash. <laughs> Squash. <laughs> Squash. Squash.
0: Squash. 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 Squash.
2: Ruby juice. Squeeze me gently. <laughs> Squash. Gosh. Squash. 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 Pickleball. Pickleball. Pickling brine. <laughs> Pickleball. 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 Picture of a horse. <laughs> Pickleball. Pickleball. <laughs> you win.
0: this is a lot easier than the first time when we played it when we were genuinely shitting ourselves (laughs) (laughs) we've improved as players yeah you're much much better players was the rules of the first game that we had to say squash first so we were against each other is the cooperation no 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 No, 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 you were just just, much, much worse at it last time. It only goes to show that you do get better at squash with two years of practice. really, really impressive stuff.
2: But now, let's see what that means. So that's two, this this is all mapped out. There are, Mm -hmm. so you, you won twice, which is amazing. Much better than last year, well done. But there is a little twist based on some of your other choices
0: along the way. Is it my name? Yes, I chose the wrong fucking <laughs> and name. Where came from. <laughs> Neither
2: Clive nor Jeremy miss a single shot. Their game against the street boys turning them into an unstoppable machine that manufactures only squash. Call Guggenheim because today's headline is that squash is back, baby. With simultaneous double-twist pike squash flips, Clive and Jeremy fireballs into the mouths of their dastardly relatives, who swallow them and just sort of give up and wander off because they feel embarrassed at their new weird meal. We did it, son, says Clive. Yes, Dad, says Jeremy. But remember when you threw knee guards at me in JD Sports when we first met? Well, I still hate you for that, actually. (laughs) Jeremy pulls a big lever and the doors to Hades open directly into Throcking in Hertfordshire and demons kill everyone and break all the
0: nice stuff in Clive's old house. The end. (laughs) I can say as much as I love that, I still can't believe you missed out on the the subtitle From JDs to Hades.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The problem is that Hades has appeared in all three journeys, so it really doesn't mark it out as any different to the others, whereas Doubles Troubles really points out what's new this year.
1: I can't Um, believe how you worked throcking into it. Well,
2: thank you so much. I was just
1: going
0: to say that myself. Exactly (laughs) how you said it. (laughs) That is
2: squash the journey, three, dual nationality, two, Doubles Troubles, and I'll be back next year, God willing, <laughs> to do more of whatever the fuck this is. I will point out that at one point, there were 12 endings to this feature, and I got away with doing six. Uh, they will never be seen by anyone. What a waste of my time. Can well, you put them
1: up on the Patreon? To just see, if the
2: people are, uh, We say this every year, and I'm not well, going to do it, because well, <laughs> it's... It's too much bloody work. I can't be what, asked
0: posting what you've just fucking written already. Oh, that's what, so the pe- work. So people just have to read it.
2: Like no, me. people
1: will have been playing squash pickleball at home along with us, and they will have different scores and different outcomes. Okay, I will program something
0: that they can shout Jeremy at. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: You can't what? program something that you can chat Jeremy at. Computer science hasn't not? gotten that advanced. <laughs> work for my friend Jeremy's mum?
0: <laughs> Hi, I'm Sam Beckett from Quantum Leap. And Ziggy says, you've got to listen to regular features. And there's a 49% chance of that. <laughs> Hello, you two. Hello, Joe, Thanks. Steve. Hello. Now, now, don't want to be too in your face about it, but it's time for my regular feature. This week, like every goddamn week, it's the Nottingham's going into lockdown because we are the fourth most fucking contagious city in this disgusting country. You don't even get a medal. No, we get some like copper medal. You get a a bit of perspex with bad (laughs) at pandemics engraved on it. Oh. Perspects, mate. Are you taking the piss out of my GMAs?
2: Put <laughs> <Yes. laughs> well, it this way, log. You might get another thing from camera, telling me you're telling everyone you're the best at being good at pizza, whatever it was that you got that award for.
0: The best, the best at trying to get rid of your stock to people.
2: Yeah. That one.
0: The best at vlogging out of date stock to gullible punters. That's not true. It was still good. I know some people listen to this show. It's, <laughs> they were be- all the people who bought stuff from me are beloved, and I hope I get to do it again soon. When everyone in Nottingham is dead from COVID. <laughs> Or bad
1: beer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> or beer rot. <laughs> it's impossible to tell what killed them. Yes, this is the plague town, but they've also shit themselves so badly, and that's not a symptom <laughs> of COVID. Um, anyway, so yeah, part of this whole lead up to what was supposed to be an announcement tomorrow from the government that Nottingham would be in lockdown. There was an, what I was led to believe was an emergency PubWatch meeting on Tuesday. And um, I was told, well, I was not told to go there, but it's kind of like, it's PubWatch, isn't it? They've got access to, that's the government, that is uh, police, there's l- councillors there. They're going to have access to stuff that I, as a humble publican, do not have. So I diligently attended that meeting.
2: So, so is, that is what Pub Watch is. It's not like Ghost Watch with
0: Michael Parkinson. It's not an innovative horror. I think it's a pub. Ooh, scary. <laughs> yeah. There might be a horrible man in there. <laughs> There's always a horrible
2: man in the pub. That's the rule of the pub.
1: Turn off all the lights and they can smell hops. <laughs> Someone threw a fucking beer mat. Was one of the sound guys? I know it. Who the fuck did it? You're going to get someone's eye out with that. Jesus Christ!
0: <laughs> I feel like I should clarify in case anyone doesn't know that Pub Watch is just a, a local network that promotes, um, sort of just it's gotta be good gotta be practice. Pubs. Good practice oh. within pubs, oh and yeah, it's, it's, this is going to be pubs. I know that. No, it's good practice. <laughs> but so I managed to because I'm a really good typist and I'm used to transcribing interviews while I have them. I managed to take a full transcript of the pubwatch meeting and I'd like to I, I didn't get an audio, so I'm going to have to reenact it with you two. Okay. So, mm. if that's okay, I've shared the I've shared the transcript. Well, um, wonder, when um, one
2: doesn't get an audio, you must recreate. That's the rule.
0: Hear ye, hear ye! Let it be noon that Pub Watch Nottingham is about
1: to kick off! Sound the bell on my command! Sound the bell when I say sound the bell! Sound the bell when and only when I invoke the sacred phrase, to wit, the words that are. I hadn't fucking said sound the bell yet!
0: that the 25 postcode districts of the Shire have heard the bell because it has been sounded just like what Steve asked for.
1: Quite honestly, that's another pub watch ruined for me. I can't take any more of this. Well, I don't know.
0: Have you considered not trying to pad your part so much, Archdeacon Steve? Oh, you can talk. Well, evidently I can. Otherwise, this conversation would be something of a one-way street.
1: Suck my dick. What did you say? (laughs) <laughs> sorry. Kiss the charcoal with a tip of my shit spattered spunker. Well, it's my sorry duty to inform you that
0: right, i have had enough. Get out my pub watch, you slag, you're
1: Okay. Well, I might be back with a different voice in a bit, though. Cool. Later's
2: <clears throat> may I bring to attention of the brethren of this noble
0: pub watch meeting, the first concern of the night? Well, you most certainly may. I hope it's nothing horrible, like maybe last Saturday. A group of people wearing test-and-trace jackets came into your pub, and you were... Extra attentive in case they were checking you out, you know. And I hope you didn't serve them too much booze because of those jackets and they got really drunk and puked on the astroturf in your roof garden. And I hope after that they didn't leave a vomit spattered, Circo branded jacket bundled behind the ladies' toilet because that. If that had happened in your pub, and if you had spent 10 minutes looking through the CCTV in the morning to work out precisely what had happened when you trod in the sick in the morning, then I would have had to close your pub down immediately for being a decadent shithole, even if it did have a 4.6 rating on Google. Despite a perplexing one-star review from a woman called Layla Smith, whose name doesn't ring a bell, and you can't find her on Facebook, but her simple existence haunts your dreams. No,
2: nothing so grotesque and needy. It's just that the fruit machines in Weatherspoons took 20 quid off me without so much as a nudge, and I reckon Tim Martin's been fiddling them. Mm.
0: Answer me this. Were you playing one pound per play?
2: No, I only ever do 25p play because it makes it last longer. And, you know, I, I figure that if it's going
0: to pay out, it'll pay out. Oh, you naive lump! Paying a quid a press makes the machine respect you. It makes all the reels go red. That's the machine blushing because it's falling in love with you. Yes, but surely the legal requirement to pay out
2: 72% can't be dependent on the stakes you decide to play with? Oh, it's
0: like listening to a baby shit onto an alarm clock. Go in hard with a quid a go or quid pro quo go home. This has been my judgment.
1: Oh, uh, Hello. I just wanted to ask a question about bubbling. We'll go on, then, entirely new person. Do I have to leave with the same bubble that I came in with?
0: Hmm, I don't understand, but I'm hoping this is going where I think it's going. Well,
1: say I've got the bubble I leave with. Let's call that the departure bubble. Does that have to be the same as the bubble I come in with, which I guess we could say call it, the... it, say it, say it. <laughs> arrival bubble.
0: No, we're going to call it the cum bubble. You only get one <laughs> bubble and that's your cum bubble. <laughs> You're not allowed to hop from table to table, so I need you to think of your cum bubble as impenetrable. If you pop that bubble by tapping your finger on your social urethra, then raising your finger to your mouth, before thinking better of it and wiping it on and wiping it on last night's pants, then you'll be in Penis trouble, not impenetrable, as far as social distancing is
1: concerned. Well, thanks. That's crystal clear. Glad I gave up two hours of my day to hear that.
0: Bring me the next query. I hunger for queries like
1: Sinister hungers for
0: all life in the cosmos.
2: Hello, my name's Bradley from Nottingham's Jam Cafe. One of the best places to go just
0: off Hockley. Hello. Big fan, I met you on the street last week, didn't I? And you told me you listened to regular features.
2: Yes, I did. Never thinking that you would use that as tacit permission to use my name venue on your podcast.
0: Well, just you wait until you've got to get what I've got to say to you, Mr. Jadley Bram Café. Jadly Bram? Very- <laughs> Jadly <laughs> Brammers. It's all very well listening to regular features. But have you considered becoming a Patreon? We give B names to new patrons. <laughs> And you run a place called the Jam Calf. Your bee name practically writes itself. Well, that's extraordinarily tempting, but... No, wait, your name's Bradley. You could be the Bee Radleys, like the Boo Radleys, but for bees. Honestly, (laughs) why do we never write these in advance? That one could have been good. Okay, I gotta go now. Thanks for all your help. This has been really useful. Thank you, and I will endeavour to get back to yours when Nottingham isn't actually the plague epicentre of the fucking world. (laughs)
1: I've got one last question, please.
0: I shall indulge this impertinence with a flourish of my wrist. Is your brain just boiling constantly through not knowing what's the best thing to do? Yes, it is. And the only thing I can say is that we all live under capital. So let's just roll the dice a hundred times a day and maybe kill each other just to survive.
2: Brothers, assist me in closing the Pub Watch
0: meeting. Brother Steve, can you check that the curtains are shut? The curtains are shut. Brother Joe, can you check that the front door is bolted and none but staff are present? The door is bolted and none but staff are present. Then grab your ceremonial mops and let's stand here drinking rum because we're still allowed to be here after 10pm if we're cleaning up. <laughs> so motivated. be. Be. I said not B. That's B. another good B name. We should use that as a B name, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Ow! Oh, why haven't I jumped? Ziggy says you need to listen to regular features. Okay! There you go. So that's that's what I got out of the last PubWatch meeting. Oh, no, I tell a lie. The one thing I got out of it was that I was dating... I was breaking loads of data protection acts by having everyone's name who's checked in on my counter. Apparently... Pop it in the box, or fuck off. <laughs> but it's totally fine for you
2: to use Bradley from Nottingham's Jam Cafe's persona <laughs> in it.
0: Um, excuse me, you gave him that voice. I didn't give him the persona. Uh-huh. Hey, Bradley, you've got a, you got Bradley does keep a great place. Kisses. No, no jokes there. But <laughs> he's one of the best hosts in Nottingham.
1: I also like the phrase "to go just off hockley." <laughs> to go just off hockley—it sounds like an euphemism for getting really pissed. <laughs> we went just off hockley. It sounded better in my head, actually. <laughs> yeah, just, just didn't quite have the same ring to it when I said it out loud. <laughs> but hey, I tried it.
0: Beaches, be- 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 be.
1: Think think I, I and one, one, one. <laughs> now it's time for Steve's regular feature, You Are Redundo, the horrible redundancy-making wizard. Can you make <laughs> me redundant before I make it all the way down the rear stairwell of my office holding a 2007 iMac? <laughs> <laughs> As you all know, I've been made redundant. And I'm really trying not to let it weigh on the jovial, upbeat, Charismatic tone of my features, but it keeps creeping in there. (laughs) Last week, I committed a crime by hoping for the death of the president. Mm. And the week before was something short about eggs that slipped out (laughs) of a tired, tired little brain. (laughs) So I thought I'd get it all out of my system by giving you a choose your own adventure. I think it would be catharsis for a redundancy to come from my closest friends embodying a character I created called Redondo, okay. the the wizard. It's a true to an adventure in which you are Brian Redundo, the redundancy making wizard, and you have been summoned into existence by the raw psychic force of an overextended payroll as we head into some of the most challenging months this company has had to face in over 15 years. And so it's with great regret that we have had to make some Unavoidable and very difficult decisions regarding certain roles, I'm sure you understand. I am <laughs> crouched under my office desk on the fifth floor, hastily disconnecting the power cord of a 27-inch 2007 Apple iMac, which sells for between 120 and £150 pounds on eBay. I'm wearing a big Luigi hat and eight layers of promotional video games (laughs) t-shirts. I've constructed a bandolier made of several rolls of toilet paper threaded together using a length of Cat 5 cable I've torn up from beneath some carpet tiles. I look like if the offensive paper towel mascot, Juan Sheet, was drafted to go fight in the Mexican War of Independence. I filled two black bin liners with chilled water from the cooler and stuffed them down my trouser like legs like a pair of swim bladders. Before you've even gotten your fucking wizard hat on, I've already maneuvered this bulky, wobbling carapace of loot to the top of the stirwell and have begun my weighty descent through the building like a big crab going down. <laughs> now, you are redundant, and it's your job to catch me, <laughs> <and fire> me <laughs> before I get t- out of the building.
2: Is this like the new age version of your make me cry about my dead dog feature?
1: <laughs> As Redundo, you have a set of very special magic powers. You can make three people or objects redundant before you run out of your limited limited redundancy mana, which is like come Redundant <laughs> insofar as, as his prostate can only create a certain like a thimble's worth of redundancy juices, yes, every prostate four hours. Is where your cum so. comes from, <laughs> <laughs> uh, however, you have that's, been why, that's some...
0: why it's always falling out of your arse, Steve.
1: <laughs> Hold well on. Doesn't come does from come from the prostate? And no, the prostate balls. is just a, does a stimulating cum, does it come does from the cum prostate. <laughs> <laughs> now, give me a basic anatomy lesson here. The the bulk of the juice that's coming out your prostate, right? And, and then I, the, I, your, I your balls I, add the magic spice
0: yes. that make the babies. Right. I'm no longer confident because you're saying this with such confidence, I don't think I'm probably right anymore.
2: But as far <laughs> magic, as I understand- Sorry, you think he's confident because he just said the magic spice about your cum? <laughs> <laughs> That's what made you think he was scientifically informed?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know what spicy means. If it's turmeric, then all bets are off.
1: Right, we're getting off track. I was using it as a (laughs) as a a way of illustrating that you have limited redundancy in powers. Okay, so can we make inanimate things redundant? Yeah, you can. Sweet. However, you have been trapped inside the negative dimension since the Great Recession of two thousand eight. As such, you're real sleepy and can't teleport yourself more than seven feet in any direction or perform any remote redundancies. You cannot use your special consultation clarinet to lure dozens of bewitched employees into their statutory notice periods. You also spawn at a random spot inside the building where I have the home ground advantage. (laughs) So um, we can roll a dice to see where in the building, which spawn point, Redundo, the Redundancing Wizard is going to show up. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll do that now. That's <laughs> that's not. It might sound like lip balm being thrown at the desk.
0: <laughs> what was I saying? It's
1: actually it's a two sided dice. <laughs> uh, well, you've rolled a two. Oh. That means you spawn on floor two. Wrong office, asshole. That's me shouting at you from the stairwell
0: <laughs> what floor are you on yeah
1: floor floor five oh it was we need a big to shout. get
0: to the stairwell then surely
1: well you gotta catch me first that's
0: you're, you're going down the stairwell <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah
1: <laughs> Uh this floor of the building is home to a hip young digital security startup which i just looked up online to find out what it is that they actually do and in doing so stumbled across their careers page, where they're currently advertising for the role of a full-time copywriter. This bit is actually true, and I've just submitted my CV to them, so please try to get off this floor as quickly as you can before (laughs) I accidentally ruin my chances by writing something rude about digital security, like how the G in GDPR stands for G, digital security sure is a crock of shite for scared fannies.
0: (laughs) What does the DPR
1: stand for? Do you? A. Take the elevator to floor five. B. Take the elevator to floor four. Or C. Enter the stairwell. Stairwell, I reckon. Uh, You can make anything redundant.
2: (laughs) Oh, all right. Well, I want to make the elevator redundant. No, he's on the stairwell. Yeah, elevator redundant, then we go on the stairwell.
1: Okay.
0: But we... Just because the elevator works doesn't mean
2: you can't take the stairwell. <laughs> no, Log, pay attention. We make the elevator redundant. He can't possibly take it. Then we go to the stairwell. Well, he would oh, be coming down because we're on floor two, he's on floor five.
1: Fucking clever. Clever. Clever boy. Right. Uh, your fingers crackle as you fire a sizzling blast of redundancy into the elevator. It hits one of the elevator buttons. Beside it appears a second perfect copy of the elevator button, also with the number three on it.
0: You're not allowed to use that for six months.
1: (laughs) When either button is pressed, both buttons light up. Nothing else of interest happens, and both buttons now do the same job. The corporate euphemism of the term redundancy makes you feel nauseous. At least when you get sacked... You can imagine your boss cradling you in their arms and softly lowering you into a big burlap bag. But being made redundant implies you've got a clone. I didn't write this bit, but I think I was going to say something about a clone that you never get to work with.
0: Who <laughs> <laughs> you might
2: have grown to love. Yeah. So were you totally prepared for us to make the
0: elevator redundant? Yeah.
1: Wow. See, he's and smarter than uh,
0: either of us, Log. <laughs> well, he's smarter than you. He's not smarter than me because I would never have thought to have done that. <laughs> he outwitted yeah. you, not me, there, <laughs> Joe.
1: <laughs> okay, uh, now what do you want to do? <sighs> Probably make you. Bear in redundant. mind, I'm barreling down the staircase. The more time you waste, the closer I get to the exit. So maybe we should. We've
0: got. We had four floors in them before you started fucking about with the elevator. Let's go to the stairwell.
2: All right, what if we make the banister of the stairwell redundant and then we might kill him?
1: (laughs) (laughs) The stairwell is locked. What? Yeah, they locked the stairwell. You don't have a key card. You don't work
0: it.
2: Oh, shit.
0: Oh, but we can teleport seven feet in any direction.
1: Only if there's empty space between you and your destination.
2: What what if we make the lock redundant? I know Log hates making things redundant, despite that being our only <laughs> fucking power in this story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't made any of my staff redundant yet.
1: <laughs> uh, your, re- your redundancy spell just lets out a little... <laughs> it hasn't recharged yet, I'm afraid. You used up a lot of energy on making a button redundant.
2: Shut up! Stop telling Log I fucked up first time around.
0: <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. The rules of redundancy don't work in this perverted
1: Steve universe. <laughs> It's literal redundancy, as in there's more of it than you need. (laughs) Uh, Your only option is to take the elevator to floor four. We're going to take the elevator to floor four, then. All right. You press the elevator down button, because you're one of those people who doesn't understand that it matters that you push the button corresponding with your intended direction of travel, so that the elevator can pick you up if it's going in the right direction, and can pass by your floor if it isn't. The door dings open and you get inside. You press the floor four button and then are surprised when it doesn't light up and the elevator actually goes to the ground floor because it's on the way there to pick somebody up. And when it opens on the ground floor and a woman gets in, you have to do that half-eye-roll gesture as if to suggest the elevator has malfunctioned and taken you to the wrong floor. You're not, in (laughs) fact, some kind of a shit wizard who doesn't know how buttons work. By the time you actually get back up to the fourth floor... I have already made my way to the third floor as long as if by made you mean clutched the 2007 Apple iMac real close to my chest and rolled down several flights of stairs at once like a catamari or an armadillo that's been booted down some stairs by a frustrated RSPCA volunteer. Do you A. Enter the stairwell on floor 4 and redundant me from above or B press the floor three button on the elevator. <laughs> or C, just make something else redundant. That's the thing that you want to do, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you uh, you you look around for things to make redundant and you see um, various bits of stationery. So maybe think about that when you want to make something redundant.
2: What kind of um, uh, business is on floor
1: four? Mostly pens. Oh, pen <laughs> business. A, oh, no. It's I, a pen oh. business. Yeah. And you, you see a pen. At is, is, right. it pen or, is it run by pens for pens with pens? Uh, no, it's run by people for people who need pens.
0: Okay. In that case, I want to make all the people redundant because fuck them. Logs <laughs> <laughs> um. changed his tune. <laughs> You've got to live your fantasies when you get these moments, haven't you? <laughs> this isn't the real world. This is. You can live your
1: dream now. Uh, you, as a young wizard, who's just emerged from a time chrysalis, uh, you don't yet have the power to make an entire staff redundant on a on a whim like that. That's Our dad, some,
2: that's some... Mike Redundo, definitely would have been able to. <laughs> but <laughs> Brian's put... a piece
0: <laughs> of shit. Can I just put several people on reduced hours around me with an <laughs> area of reflex valve? Mm. Uh,
1: yes, you can. That's going to cost you... Uh, quite a bit of redundancy ma- manner, so now you've got a, about just about enough to re- make redundant a single pen.
0: No, we need enough to make you redundant.
1: <laughs> Please make the pen redundant, it's all
0: over it. <laughs> it.
2: <laughs> Before i oh, yeah. got on, Steve, you were like, <laughs> you could make anything redundant in my story, and now that we get to the quick of it, it's an absolute nightmare making things redundant. It's almost like it's regulated against.
1: Well, this is why they made me redundant, because I overpromise and underdeliver. <laughs> uh,
2: I mean, all right, I should make a pen redundant.
1: Okay, me, thank you. Your fingers crackle as you fire a hot blast of redundancy at the innocent pen, causing it to become two pens before your very wizard eyes. A passing boss sees this and becomes furious. Two pens? That's more pens than I need. One of these pens is pointless now she screams. The boss grabs the pen in her strong boss fist and hurls it as hard as she can out of a window, where the redundant pen spends the next few days vacillating between a sense of reassuring self-confidence that with some careful budgeting and trimming a few expenses, the pen can probably meet its financial obligations through freelance income, and a sort of paralyzing existential anxiety that robs the pen of self-worth and makes it difficult to do any work whatsoever. Wow. You really did a number on that pen. <laughs> oh, God, this is so hard. All that's left is to turn your redundancy-making hands on yourself. Should <laughs> <laughs> have really painted you into a corner here.
2: Why, well, I guess we failed us, to make
1: you redundant. Well, the grim reality of what happens when you make people and objects redundant dawns on you. Mm. And there's nothing left to do but turn your own redundifying hands on on your own bloody self and plunge them deep inside your wizard robes, grabbing at your still-beating sorcerer's heart and squeezing and squeezing until it implodes in a divergent tesseract of crackling wizard blood and sparkling fragments of magic ribcage. You howl in anguish as the concept of redundancy is itself made redundant and everyone within a 50-mile radius gets a million jobs at once. And in the background... There is me, wrapped in toilet roll and stolen water, securing an Apple iMac to the back of my bike using a bungee cord I stole from one of the cabinets. One small victory in an unfair world with not enough jobs for absolutely everyone. And that's my story.
0: What I do love about that, as much as I do love the sincerity of it, I. I do like the fact that you just confessed to stealing a bungee rope. (laughs) Because that's too detailed to not be true.
2: (laughs) I wish I'd known that we were doing this really fucking sad week so that I could have written about administrative inefficiencies or something to fit in.
0: (laughs) This oh man! Read, wh- read the fucking world. <laughs> no, I did whimsy
2: to try and cheer everyone up. I didn't realize that we were going to be cool guys and try and satire and things. <laughs> this is bollocks.
1: Now that's the last you'll hear from moany old Steve about his stupid unemployment. I've still got you guys, and Reese still got a job. Yeah, yeah.
0: So fucking yeah. get
1: stay in that house, be a
0: cat man, and suck as much dick as you can. <laughs>
1: Bump, ba, 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 da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> Regular, Regular features. Come on. Du, 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 Bum, ba bada, <laughs> bada, ba, bada,
0: bada, ba, bada, ba, bada,
1: that's it for this week's episode of the regular features podcast thank you for listening if you enjoyed the regular features podcast you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and pay us per episode if you think it was good if you think it's really bad annoy us by sending us spite money money. heavy heavy money that we have to drag around In a big rucksack, a all from Sports Direct. Oh. oh, hey! I'd like to thank some of the newest patrons to join us. Could you please give bee names to the following patrons? Jeez.
0: I've already, already spunked my bee names in my feature. <laughs> the Super Zorro. I'm Zorro. You're not a bee, but to me, you will always be such a bee. <laughs> <laughs> no, that'll never. That'll, no, bees, bees nuts. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs>
2: How can I be simultaneously impressed and disgusted by your abilities?
1: Well, you can take your pick of either one of those two, the super zora. Bees nuts is very good. And Michael Ivans. Go on. Go on, Joe, you can do this. I can't
2: frightened of bees.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hover. The the hoverer. Sorry, it just a bee hovered near me recently. <laughs> <laughs> hoverer. I love
1: the hoverer. I think that's maybe the best one that we have had.
2: I, look, I'm, I stand by the fact that Michael rhymes a tiny bit with frightened. <laughs> so.
1: <laughs> well, if you'd like your own bee name, you know the URL. It's patreon.com forward slash regular features. Or if you'd just like to join in the conversation, We've got a subreddit, mm. reddit.com forward slash R forward slash regular features. Or follow us on Twitter at regular features. There's probably even a freaking Instagram if you look at it. There if is, but I out. stopped
2: upgrading it a long time ago. <laughs>
1: stopped upgrading it. Upgrading, updating frightened
2: of Michael. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: a little haiku from Joe mm-hmm. as his brain shuts down. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode of the Regular Features podcast. Good night. Good Good night. (laughs)